Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Unemployed Pinoy CEO. I am your host Francis San Diego. Today's episode is another special um, day for me. I have a very good friend of mine who is a nurse, reg- registered nurse, and with just one freak accident changed the course of her professional life. Allow me to introduce you, Miss Gisela Vasquez. Hi, G. Hi. Thank oh. you for having me, Francis. Nice. Finally, <laughs> we met, huh? So this is the first time, guys, that we met. So uh, I was just, I'm not surprised that she's tall. She's like really tall, right? So anyway. Okay, so G, uh, let's cut to the chase. And maybe you could uh, give our viewers, uh, uh, introduce who you are and what do you do for a living? Okay, thank you. Um, my name is Gisela Vasquez, and I, I previously was a re- registered nurse. I worked at City of Hope before transi- transitioning into what I do now, which is um, in business and in finance. And if you want to know a little, like, lo- the longer version of my story, I was actually born in New York. Um, my mom is a doctor. My dad is a master mechanic at Lexus. And me and my brother were only 11 months apart. You know, living in the living in the Philippines, coming to America was not an easy job for them. Right? They didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that things would be easy. You know, working night shift and day shift. But then they mo- we actually moved to Florida mm-hmm. um, when I was two, and then we moved to Cebu when mm-hmm. I was ten because my dad wanted to put up his own business. Oh, in the Philippines. In the Philippines, right? in Cebu, okay. Philippines. Yes. So, what what did your uh, dad put up uh, as a business? Though? So he um, put up his own um, car shop, like body and uh, repair, paint. Because mm-hmm. he was a master mechanic at Lexus, so when he moved to Cebu, he put up that that business. He was known as the, you know, the specialist for American and foreign vehicles. So he he was the only one in Cebu at that time. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So that was like, uh, what year is it, if you remember? 1997. Oh, 1997. Yeah, wow. I was 10 years old. Wow, you were <laughs> 10 years old at that time. Well, we're not going to mention about uh, what age I'm at at that time. So anyway, so that's interesting because, um, so you said earlier that you were born in New York, mm-hmm. right? So at that time, uh, during the course of time, you when you're growing up, when you were here, um, how was it? Uh, back then when you, both of your fa- uh, your your parents are like working right so obviously they work two jobs or whatever so what what is it like if you remember what's growing happening up. yeah growing up you know it's it's interesting because i have a really good long term memory mm-hmm. i remember as far as three years old wow okay. so you know growing up it was it was always like where's mom when dad was around because mm-hmm. my mom worked night shift mm-hmm. and then where's dad when mom is around mm-hmm. you know it was never we're it was never a time when we're all together at the same time because they had to obviously make sacrifices in order to give me and my brother a better life mm-hmm. you know and i think that goes for a lot of families today right uh, yes so. yes it's like common here especially in the u.s right yeah so yeah when when you were at that young time right, uh you were young uh then Uh, do you remember when your family decided to go to the Philippines? Because definitely it's going to be a, a different scenario. Yeah, I, me and my brother had a feeling, you know, because my mom and dad were, you know, obviously they didn't include us in the conversation or the decision making at that time because we were very young. <laughs> But I remember them talking about it and we, me and my brother overheard and we were kind of sad and shocked in the beginning. Like, 
what is life going to be like in the Philippines? That's like mm-hmm. a whole different environment and everything. But at the same time, I was excited because we were going to be with our cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in, um, in, in Florida, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I, I would say it's very different compared to growing up in Cebu. Correct, correct. Yeah. Because it's the dynamics and the, the environment and the school and the, you know, your pa- my parents were more present mm-hmm. in Cebu than they were in, you know, in Florida. Florida yeah. or U.S. to be exact, right? Yes. And in, you know, when we were living in Florida, we always were dropped off at a babysitter's house. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whereas uh, yeah. for in Cebu, it was my grandparents or my parents that were actually picking Somebody us up. Somebody is with you yes. all the time, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely it's um, part of uh, Filipino culture that uh, if if uh, both parents are working there there is someone one of the relatives or maybe like yaya yes, or right yaya. definitely so now when when you were like um, growing up do you remember when was the ta- what happened to the business of your dad though yes actually so my so my parents um, when we first moved to the Cebu we actually lived in my grandparents house mm-hmm. and the property next to my grandparents house was vacant and that's where my dad built his business okay so it was it was convenient mm-hmm. because you know the business was there. Then the house was just next door, Correct. Um, and it was it was actually good, is because my dad, you know, my dad was able to spend more time with me and my brother mm-hmm. um, versus us growing up in Florida. He would just pick us up and drop us off to school. Yes. So his business did very well, where he expanded into you know three other locations at that oh, time within Cebu. Within um, Cebu and Bacolod. Oh, actually. okay. So within Bacolod. So. When uh, when they when your family or your dad expanded, definitely it takes a lot of time as yes. well. So, did you uh, experience or remember that your dad is getting busier and he's out of the t- uh, most of the time now? Yes and no. Um, yes, in a sense, in the beginning when you when you, he was starting and you know you have to put more time and effort as a business owner. But I think he built his business in a way where there's a system in place already where he has people that are actually working for him mm-hmm. so it it was it was running smoothly and mm-hmm. you know it it was giving him the ability to expand more and grow um with with the system that he put in place basically oh okay that's interesting so yeah. i guess uh, at that time what 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 uh what age are you at right now uh, at that time when your dad is was like let's say that it's getting successful or something so i was um so 10 I was probably like 15. Oh, okay. 15, so you yeah. pretty much like remember what's yes. going on, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So did did your dad even uh, taught you how to like really run the business or what is he doing? Something like that? Uh, you know, th- that's it's interesting because I was actually the one who was supposed to take over oh. of all of our family businesses. Are you, the, are you the eldest? No, I'm the youngest. Oh, the youngest. It's okay. either you become a doctor or, or you business owner. or become you run you, you continue the business um, mm-hmm. from the fa- you know the bi- family business so my dad always told me growing up because i would always follow you know go with him to meetings and i would you know watch how he d- he interacted with his employees and everything and how he built his business and how a great leader he was so i learned a lot f- by watching him and through his experience that's how i learned about business mm-hmm. and um, he would always say to me you know, this is going to be yours one day. Mm-hmm. So you better learn now. Mm-hmm. Right? You better learn now. And, you know, so my parents would have me work in the office, mm-hmm. answer calls, learn about accounting and about basically about, you know, how how to be a, a leader mm-hmm. um, and how to run a business, like be a good 
you know, example to your employees and the culture of a, of a great business. That's oh, what I learned. Okay. I learned that a lot from my dad. So at that time, you were like really trained as early as 15 to somehow, uh, you know, run the whole business. I would say in a sense, yes. But the thing was, I was not really into cars. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I know. So definitely, what, what was your mindset at that time, if you remember? Like, let's say, uh, because for me, definitely, when my dad was like, teaching me the, the, to run the business, I am not paying attention because I like to do different stuff. So maybe you can share to our viewers what were you, was your mindset at that time when your dad was teaching you mm -hmm. those, uh, if you can remember and share it. Yes, actually, you know, I, w I actually wanted to become a chef. Oh. I wanted to become a chef. My grandma taught me how to cook and I loved cooking and baking. And I told my mom and my dad, I want to go to culinary school. Mm -hmm. And my mom's face was like, no <laughs> you know she was just like <laughs> upset that i even wanted to become a chef okay. and she said the only way you make you know chefs don't really make money the only way you can make money as a chef is by owning your owning own your own business yeah. or restaurant or working for a very prestigious hotel with a like five-star michelin rated restaurant mm, right correct, correct. so i said okay that's what i'm gonna do and she says why don't you just become a nurse and i said well i don't i, I didn't want to become a nurse at that time Um, and she said, because a nurse can always be a businesswoman, but a businesswoman can never be a nurse. Correct. So I said, okay, I'm going to give in to her request. I'll become a nurse. I, so I finished school um, at, um, I graduated from Cebu Doctors University um, in Cebu. And at 20 years old, and then I came out here mm -hmm. um, at, to LA. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people asked me, why LA? When I was, I lived in New York and I lived in Florida mm -hmm. in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. I said, it's the fastest way going back home because oh, it's only, it's correct, actually correct. only 12 hours correct, correct. versus yeah, yes. Florida. It's like exactly. 22 hours. 22 hours. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. <laughs> so now when you, when you decided to come over here to finish your studies, right? Or to continue the education? Actually, I was, um, I graduated from, like I said, from Cebu. Cebu. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't take the board in Cebu. I went straight to take the NCLEX. Okay. And I had my first job here working for a facility in Glendora, California. And that's where I learned a lot about being a nurse, okay. you know, and then I, you know, wanted to excel in different um, departments. So I started working as a charge nurse. Then I started working in ICU. Then I ended up in my dream hospital that I loved working for, um, which is City of Hope. City of Hope, yes, which I is where you ended up, right? Yes. And I worked in the ICU for quite some time. Nice. So you know, when you came in here, did you come with your, uh, did you go with your brother or your parents my mom came with me okay. um she said i'm only going to stay with you for three months okay but I, it was a lot of um culture shock because i didn't know how to drive i didn't drive mm -hmm. i knew how but i didn't drive in cebu mm -hmm. so i um i had to learn relearn how to drive here which mm -hmm. was actually pretty easy compared to driving in, in philippines, the philippines yes, right? exactly exactly um i i didn't wash you know you know dishes dish, yeah. yeah so i literally i knew how to but Becoming independent here on my own was a real, like, I, I wouldn't, not really shocker, but I think it was um, a learning experience because it, oh, it felt okay. different being independent, which was, I think, contributed to the growth and, um, you know, me being on my own, which is being sheltered in the Philippines was like, you know, everything was there. Mm -hmm. And then you come out here, you're like, you get to burst out of your bubble. And it was, it was a good experience because it taught me a lot about myself. Okay, yeah. so now you mentioned about that. You thought about yourself, right? So, with with being an independent person here, 
what did you uh, reveal or realize about yourself? You know, I realized that you know you can do anything you set your mind to do. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So the only limit you have is yourself. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. That's a great yeah. quote, guys. I love it. So thanks, G, for sh- sharing that. So now, going back to the, uh, I mean, going to, uh, moving forward. So you mentioned about uh, being a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. So now, maybe you can tell us about the story, your journey from uh, that. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the introduction, that you had this freak accident if you can share to us because that's the reason why we're going to um share this with the uh, g or gisela is that because she has like some de- tough decisions that she made during the course of time so yes. you can share it so um i was actually i was working three jobs as a nurse you know and my initial mindset was let me work as hard as i can now so that i can retire early So right in the beginning, I wanted to become a chef, right? That was my goal was to save money and put up my own restaurant in the Philippines, which I did in 2014. It was called Mrs. Jones um, because it was on Jones Avenue near um, near the hospital and the school. And honestly, I didn't know anything like formal training about business. Um, I just did it because I was so eager and impulsive. And I said, I'm going to do this no matter what, because I wanted to prove to my mom that I could do it, that it's what I was meant to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was 2014. And I, as I was working as a nurse, um, you know, when you're young, you you don't really think about the future. Right. You just mm-hmm. say across the bridge when I get there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was living life, you know, kind of I wouldn't say recklessly, but I was enjoying it. I was mm-hmm. enjoying it. I was going out, having fun with friends, traveling. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's been seven years. I think it's been seven years. Um, back in 2014, mm-hmm. I actually got into a bad car accident. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got T-boned in the intersection. Mm-hmm. My spine got misaligned. I have a tear on my C5 and 6, mm-hmm. which causes numbness and tingling. And sometimes I can't feel my arms and my hands. Up to now? Up till now, because oh. um, it's a non-operable um, uh, tear on my cervical spine. Okay. And then six months after my accident, because wha- as I got T-boned in the intersection, you know, when you push somebody, right, when you push somebody, it, um, you're supposed to bounce back, right? Mm-hmm. You, or yeah. you fall down on the floor, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So my car did like a bounce back motion where my seatbelt mm-hmm. was, ho- um, when the car hit me here, my body f- kind of like, flew to the right side mm-hmm. and then my seatbelt yanked me back down to the left so side. So it's like split like yeah. that. It's opposite directions. So then my head mm-hmm. hit the um the window on my on my side, left on, side on the yeah. driver's side. Yeah. yeah. And six months after, you know, I ended up having seizures, like oh. chronic seizures. I would faint like randomly and lose consciousness. And so when I had done some um testing and procedures actually found out that I had seizures, mm-hmm. um, pro- most probably due to the trauma and brain injury from the, the impact of yeah. the accident. Uh-huh. Um, then during that time, you know, I actually thought nursing was my whole life. Right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I the mistake I made, I believe, and I didn't realize it until then, that I allowed my profession mm-hmm. to become my identity. Oh, and, okay. and that's what was the hardest because when I, that was gone, I didn't really know who I was. Oh, because you put all of your effort, 
everything in that's all nursing. I knew. Yeah, that's all that's I knew. All, you, know, you know, that's your life. That was my life. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's so. how I knew how to make money, how yes. to care for. You know, basically, that my profession was who I was, okay. and that was kind of a turning point for my life as well. Um, is because, you know, we should never put our identity into you know, worldly things or into our profession because we are, you know, we are a child of God and mm -hmm. our identi identity should be in him. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point where I, where I found myself and I, you know, I was at a very dark place mm -hmm. and people helped me get out of that dark place by bringing me back to my faith. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I, if I didn't, ha if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, sorry to hear about the accident. I mean, that definitely that's so tragic. I mean, nobody wants, you know, somebody to be hurt. Right. So now, um, yeah, like you shared about this and by the way, thank you for sharing that. Oh, one. I know it's like really sensitive, but yeah, definitely we do appreciate you sharing it to, to our viewers. Now, uh, definitely like, uh, like I said earlier, um there's a turning point that you mm -hmm. mentioned so what's what are the next steps that you have in mind because i know definitely it's hard because you you just realize that nursing is not just you right as an identity mm -hmm. uh what, what what was the uh thought process for you at that time and it, 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 thank you for asking you know because i think a lot of people don't talk about this enough mm -hmm. um and mental illness is actually a very big situation. And I never really understood how my patients felt or what my patients were thinking or, or what they were internalizing emotionally until I became a patient mm. or until I became in that certain situation. You're where in the other side. I'm on the, the other side yeah, where that was kind of like eye opening to me is because I was like, now I get it, you know, and, you know, making when I was at a point of making money, like, I would I I made at least almost two hundred thousand a year working three jobs as a nurse, mm -hmm. from making that much to going to zero, mm -hmm. you know it you become very humbled. Yeah, you know you, it, it's very humbling. Mm -hmm. But I believe that um, you know God makes God you know, allows things to happen in your life not because you know He doesn't love you or anything, but He it's to lead you to where He wants you to be. A better path, a better, better path. position. Yes, yeah. yes. I and agree. and my thought process at that time, you know, was it's either two two options: I sink or I swim. Exactly. Right. Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't a it wasn't an easy. I'm sorry, it wasn't an easy journey because being here by myself, you know, without my family and my mom is the type, you know. Although I love my mom and she's very, she's I'm learning how to love her the way she knows how to, you know, because yeah. you know, growing up her parents were very strict so she she's very stoic you know she's mm, very strict okay. and she doesn't know she doesn't show emotion Emotions, much yeah. right so any sign of weakness coming from her children is like not a good thing mm. right mm -hmm. so there was a point where i became very depressed i didn't talk to anyone um and i think at that time i just wanted a hug mm -hmm. or somebody to tell me it was going to be okay mm -hmm. right cuz at 20 and I was what I was think I was 26 at that time I was 26 at that time and I kind of just shut off to the world mm -hmm. um and it can get very scary yes and definitely. that's why I, you know I advocate now about you know reaching for, for mental illness and helping people get through their their tra traumatic experiences mm -hmm. is because um if nobody's there to help people at that stage of their 
of their you know thought process it could it can go one it can go a very south deep, it can go yeah, down deep, south yeah yes. it can go down a whole different path yes um and sometimes it leads to you know i hate to say suicide you know because yes. well definitely yeah. that's that's the one common thing and uh, by the way one of our uh uh previous uh, episode mm-hmm. our guest is uh, which is uh, Dr. Peter Morante. Oh he's yes, a, I heard, I yeah. heard of his. I, he's I really g- his. great guy. Shout yeah. out to Doc Morante. Hope to see you soon. So he's really good. He's uh, really uh, a big advocate of uh, mental illness. So I know yeah, definitely getting back to your story, definitely um, uh, mental illness is really uh, a lot of people are not like really taking taking it seriously mm-hmm. because uh, the others who are affected by it are like really suffering. Yes. And the other ones who don't have it, they don't understand how to talk to them, right? Exactly. So And you know, and just to answer your question, you know, the thought process is I think I came to a point where I looked at myself in the mirror and I said I have no clue who this person is, right? I mm-hmm. lost myself, you know, physically, I was like looked like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um spiritually i was lost i was lost you know financially because i let things fall through the cracks mm-hmm. i didn't you know i wasn't paying attention to things i should have paid attention to financially mm-hmm. um at the same time you know mentally i was kind of lost uh-huh. and i looked at myself in the mirror and i just you know i kind of i broke down and cried and i said and i like literally on my knees and said god just help me i mm-hmm. know i can't do this anymore you know mm-hmm. by myself Correct. And, and that's when like i mentioned earlier know i found my faith again and that was that was the biggest turning point i believe you know okay. um of that whole of everything and it led me to what i do now and mm-hmm. you know and i just uh, thank you for allowing me to share my story is because yes, we love you know. the stories definitely <laughs> this is what we ha- we're here for because every every business owner has a story right so yeah definitely for that one now i'm curious to to ask you about the the turning point What's it like to make that decision? Like, let's say, enough is enough. I got to do something. Did you, do you have that same, uh, you know, decision that you made? Yes. If you, know, you remember. It, I remember it clearly. You know, I was actually in the, I think I was in the bathroom, the, the mirror in the bathroom, and I said, I have to do something. This this cannot go on any longer. Because I think every everybody comes to a point where they have, you know, if you're hit rock, rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but, but up. up. Exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, I believe all, you know, all business owners came to a point with like that. You have to make a decision whether you sink, like you said, mm-hmm. or you swim. Mm-hmm. And definitely all, you know, everybody has a journey. They have the choice. And, you know, unfortunately, not all will choose the right path. Right. So now, uh, so uh, now let's go to the the more uh, positive side, right? You made a decision. Mm-hmm. If you remember it clearly, if you can share it to us, what was the first step you did? Like, okay, I gotta do something. What's the first step? You, if you remember it correctly, uh, right now, if you remember it. Okay, right now. so the first step, you know, any when anybody wants to make a change in their life, the, the first step is awareness, yes. right? So being aware of my circumstances. You know, forgiving myself, um, accepting that this is where it's at. I can't go back. Stop being in denial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said, you got to tell yourself it's either you sink or swim. So so being aware is, uh, was the first step. Right. And then looking at the circumstances and seeing, OK, what ca- what can I do now? And fortunately, before my accident, um, which I'm very thankful for. Um, a good friend of mine actually sat down with me before me, you know, getting accident. into an accident and having seizures and everything. Then we sat down and we went over 
you know, my my life goals and my financial plan and, mm-hmm. you know, and it it was something that was very eye-opening is because nobody really talks to you about this, especially, mm-hmm. in, you know, at, in nursing, they don't mm-hmm. talk about money or they don't talk about how to save for retirement or how right. to prepare for an unexpected um event or circumstance in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was thankful for for that opportunity and at the same time as um as I was learning I said man a lot of people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. So as I was going through my decision making I was like what can I do because I love to help people. Mm-hmm. Um but what else can I do to that will make a bigger impact in people's lives? I mean there has to be a reason for you know this happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I think one of the reasons is is God um let me experience all those things so that i can relate to more people as i help them right and that that humbling experience like you mentioned yes, yes. definitely uh, god i believe that one that god will put you in the position where okay if i let you continue on being you're losing yourself through that nursing uh, profession you're not going to be the, the best person that you can be Yeah. So I got to put a stop onto this and let you go into the, the right course which yes, is you know right exactly. do you agree? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. So now, so if you remember so after that accident you're trying to recover, mm-hmm. did you go to that uh, person again and get back to them or Yes, yeah, so um how it happened was I said okay, you know, maybe this is God's sign or this is God's way of telling me that, you know, I should really take a look at this opportunity because now I I I still want to help people but maybe not in the nursing or medical field maybe it's going to be in a different industry. Mm-hmm. So obviously I prayed and 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 things started happening and coming mm-hmm. um as far as opportunities doors started to open. Mm-hmm. So I did go back to the person that, you know, that actually introduced it to me and I said, "Okay, I want to see what how I can, you know, be more involved." Mm-hmm. Um and the good thing about the environment and the culture that they have with with um with the where I work now and you know the organization is that they really poured belief in me. Yes. They poured belief and that's what kind of attracted me even more to mm-hmm. keep showing up yes. at at um you know trainings and I knew it was going to be something that was not in my um you know in forte, in right? my forte yes. or it was not nothing that I really went to, I didn't even go to school for it um right. but it was it was easy enough for me to learn and grasp because i believed so much in what they do and how they help people mm-hmm. and that's what makes me excited every day mm-hmm. is because you know we're able to educate and really you know help somebody like if nobody helps